Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Thank God for Emma Thompson is all I can say because at a press conference recently promoting her new film Good Luck to You, Leo Grande, she opened up about how challenging it was to do a nude scene as women are brainwashed to hate their bodies. Here's exactly what she said. Seeing untreated bodies on the screen. We're only used to seeing bodies that have, you know, been trained. I can't stand in front of a mirror like that. If I stand in front of a mirror, I'm always sort of... I'll pull something in, I'll turn to the side, I'll do something. I can't just stand there. Why would I do that? It's horrifying. So I can relate to every single word she said. I can't look at my, in myself in the mirror and I think women feel this predominantly. Men can experience shame and hate around their bodies as well and we need to discuss this. I'm delighted to be joined now by a woman whose mission it is is to make people feel confident to love themselves through her work with House of Colour. Maria Macklin is back with us. How are you doing, Maria? Hi, Sinead. I'm very well, thank you. Now, first of all, it was amazing to hear Emma Thompson say this uh, to the press. And I was just thinking, yes, Emma, finally, you know, I'm like you. I cannot look at my naked form in, in the mirror without recoiling or covering up or sucking something in. What did you make of what she said, first of all? I loved what she said. I, th- I think it needs to be said more often. And I think it's, it's actually very sad that she had to say it, you know, it's, mm. It's really quite sad. I mean, you've had children. Your body has been an amazing receptacle, whatever you want to call it. I've had four children. My body has done amazing things for me. We're both still here. We, it, it allows us to get up every day. We can eat, we can breathe, we can love, we can laugh. You know, all the fabulous things that our body does for us. And your previous uh, caller who talked about her body serving her well for 77 years, I mean, your body is the, is the one thing that you have to rely on to get you through this life. So you have to love it. You have to take care of it. You have to celebrate it. So I loved what she said. Yeah, and you know, we don't do this enough. And you are somebody who is on a mission to make people of all shapes and sizes feel and look confident, be their best selves. But you must come across this issue all the time. Like, I hate my tummy. I'm never going to look good in this. Does a lot of negative self-talk happen in these initial consultations with yourself? Every single time. Mm. Every single woman. Women particularly. Men, not so much. Men have are, are better at this than we are. Every single woman will point out the one or two things that they don't like about themselves before, almost before we start any other conversation. And my mission is to allow them and encourage everybody to look at the 999 million things that are fabulous about yourselves because there are more of those 
than there are of the other. And we're all different. We have to be different. If we were all the same, wouldn't life be so boring? So yes. We're all different. We've got to celebrate our uniqueness. I, 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 I had a fabulous talk with the Louis girls in Dundalk a couple of years ago in their TY year. And my goodness, the difference that I made in two hours just by allowing them to understand that we're different. The standards that are set for us are, are different from decade to decade. You know, so, so the, the stereotype that we're trying to achieve changes. It's impossible. It's impossible to achieve that. Impossible. <laughs> yeah, and you know, as you say, like you're bringing up a lot of different points there and it's great that you're getting out into schools. Oh my God, T- TY teachers, hire this lady to come to your schools because it's going to be so good for, for, for students. It really is. But you know, this idea of, okay, it's social media, it's the diet culture, it's celebrities' fault, it's, you know, maybe uh, magazine images. I mean, what can, we'd like to put blame on things, but this idea of women feeling shame in their body, you know, loathing, their body. This goes way back, Maria. It goes back, yeah. We, we did some research in Age You and Me. And so I looked back at this. It, it actually really started in the early 1900s and just before, just at the, the end of the 18th century. And before that, women's bodies were celebrated. I mean, mm. if you look at Raphael, um, at, at paintings of voluptuous women wallowing in their, in their curves and their softness, you know, that, that, was, the, that was the norm. So Bigger women were celebrated a lot. In the 1900s then, several things happened. Number one, the bathrooms came inside. And with that, mirrors were added. And so people started to see themselves every day. The second thing that happened was that bathroom scales were put in Mm. and weighing people were part of the trip to the the doctor. Weight became a thing that was uh, done and, and people had to conform to a weight standard. So that was the, the second thing. And the third thing that happened, and I think this has probably had more impact than the others, is that clothes tailoring and making of clothes was outsourced to manufacturing companies. All clothes used to be made in the house, so they yep. were made to fit you. When clothes moved out into factories, there was a standard sizing placed upon women and men so that you had to be an 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 in order for the clothes to fit you. If you weren't, you forgot to blame the clothes, you started to blame yourself. And so that had a huge impact on how women viewed themselves. And then you're right, you know, there were photographs, magazines, because Good Housekeeping is 100 years old this year. So it was launched in 1922. Pictures started to come out. And then the film industry, of course. And, And the film industry brought different stereotypes, as I talked about already. So, for example, in the 1950s, the very curvy woman was the woman who was celebrated, Jane Mansfield. Marilyn Monroe, Miss mm-hmm. Taylor, and and they were called broads because they were broad. That's where that term came from. Oh yeah, I mean, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yes. So 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 that was what was. I mean, I wouldn't have done well at all in the 1950s because <laughs> that's not my body shape. <laughs> yeah. I would have done better in the 1960s when Twiggy came in. The men, everything was very straight and very flat. The 1920s was also very straight and very flat in the flapper dress. So there were standards that are put upon us, whether it's through clothes manufacturing, through the weighing scales or through uh, fashion and, and, and the stereotype of the decade in which we happen to be. 
Now, and you know, you, don't fit into that. <laughs> we don't. And this is the problem with this. And thank you so much for that amazing history lesson because it makes everything so, so clear. But what do you make then of the so-called, and I have a lot of problems with this term, I'm going to put it in uh, adverted commas here, the real women on catwalks that you see now where you have Valentino claiming that these are real women that are, you know, walking in his shows and whatever else. Uh, I mean... That's got a lot of connotations around it, this idea of real women. But let's just say there's more than just the standard model size from years ago where it was just very thin. What do you make of this change? I love it. I, I think it's great because you cannot be what you cannot see, number one. Mm. We have to see the role models out there. We have to stop people thinking that they need to filter themselves on social media. I never do. I never have. I don't even know how to do it. So I don't, I don't ever do that. But all of those images out on social media, which, which has then, of course, added another layer on top yeah. of all of this and given an accelerated and exaggerated all of that. So people are seeing an awful lot more, an awful lot more quickly. And they're exposed to more. And the research shows that when you're looking at all of those pictures on Instagram, particularly teenage girls, that your self-esteem will go down and the more you scroll, the lower your self-esteem becomes and it can lead to anxiety, panic attacks, depression. And that is happening because I've had people in my in my studio who are who work in that industry who see a prevalence of all of these things at the moment. I mean, an unprecedented amount of youngsters presenting at surgeries with yeah. panic attacks and anxiety. It's just... Oh, it's a, it's a it's a real real problem. It really is, and like it has been, as you say, exasperated by this kind of need to be on social media all the time. Or like young people, they just they they live on there, and as try as we might, it's it's difficult to pry them away from it. But you know. Another issue as well, Maria, is that this is learned behaviour. I mean, I remember my mother going to, you know, to lose weight in places, slimming clubs, that kind of thing. I mean, like thinking back to it, she never had it. Like my mother would never be what you would call overweight at all. And then, you know, she goes to these classes and she still isn't feeling great. Then it trickles down to, to us, the teenager. And for shame, Maria, I'm sending my daughter the same bloody message. Yes, we are. It actually trickles down beyond teenage. It's, this this behaviour is picked up at age three to five. Wow. So if you give a group of little girls dolls and they're different sizes, the girls will always pick the skinny doll as the prettiest and the one that wow. they want to play with, even though those dolls have all got the same faces. Oh, my goodness. That, that is so is interesting. the language in our house and the language on TV and, and how we remark about stuff and the cynical remarks we make about things that we see. And that filters down and it's so, so strong. So the language we use is really, really, really important. Yeah, and, and you, use, you, you use some great language, can I just say, Maria? Because, you know, they we went off to do the, the, the SVP challenge in, the, in Carrick Macross and I said, oh, Maria, I'll never fit into them the size of the stomach and she says that's just clutter <laughs> which I love you have some great language around this well what I what I want <laughs> women to do is is um, enhance all of the things that are lovely about themselves and there are so many more things that are lovely than aren't lovely you know so many more so that's that's what I that's what I want to do I want ordinary women to see themselves as extraordinary women oh I love that and how can we do this you have some tips for us that you want to share well, language is the first one. Yeah. Change your language. Stop using plus size, bigger size. All of that language is negative. That language needs to change. How you speak to yourself will change how you behave within yourself. So your own language to you 
plus your outward language to those around you. It's contagious. Your behaviour, your feelings, all of that is contagious. So when you change it into a positive, then then what you get back is positivity and what you're giving out is positivity. So that's number one. The second one to think about is that fit, the fit of the clothes are, is more important than the number on the label. Yes. The number on the label is a guideline. Clothes are manufactured. We're not mass produced. Clothes are mass produced. We are not. So if you don't fit into the size that, that, that they're giving you, it's not your fault. You can, you can go up a size or you can go down a size. Fit is really important. And if you need to get them altered, get the clothes altered. We cannot alter our bodies as easily as we can alter the clothes. I love that one. Lovely. The third thing is to honour your curves and your waist. If you have a defined waist, we want to see it. It will look so much better than if you hang something from your shoulders. That's the one I'm going to have tricky. I'm going to have difficulty with that one now, Maria. But I I love where you're going with it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Okay, I'm putting up a post. I'm I'm writing a post about this right now. So I have a visual that I'm going to put on Instagram tomorrow and you'll see what I mean. Okay, perfect. Okay. Softer bodies are better in softer and drapey fabrics. So this flowy, drapey softness of fabrics. If you have a very high woven fabric, it will be stiffer and more structured and it will not sit properly on a softer body shape. So ensure that the fabric is softer, flows, clings and moves in the right places. Those are the four things I want to do. I love that. I'm going to take those four from you as well because I, I, I feel I feel a post myself on LMFM's uh, LMFM.ie coming on with this. Maria, it, it's fantastic. It's always such a pleasure talking to you. It really is. And we need more, more people. Thing, yeah. I, have a, I have an old vintage trouser suit that yes. I picked up in a vintage store a long time ago that was used on a Prada catwalk in 1992. Wow. And the trousers are so tiny so tiny that my daughter fits into them and she's 16. She's a very small 16. So those things we see in the catwalk are not normal, ordinary, extraordinary women. They're not. They're, they're, they're made up. <laughs> so, they're made up is exactly yeah, so, it. So, so, yeah. So but take that stuff on board. Your role models are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Re- oh, Maria, really and truly, you've, you've enlightened us with all of this. I'm, I, I do feel like it's going to take time, but definitely with those lovely four points you're after giving me, I'm going to work on that. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. You're very welcome, Sinead. Thanks a million. Maria Macklin there. If you want to get in touch with her, if you want to feel amazing feel confident in what you're wearing unlocking your style okay she's on social media unlocking your style that's where you'll find her uh, you'll, also you should, I follow her on Instagram we share each other's stories as well so you can see us there um, at Sinead Brazel LMFM you'll find her there as well 11 to 1 on LMFM with-